You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is the Theology for the Rest of Us podcast coming at you from the Twin Cities region here in Minnesota. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to this episode of the podcast. I am so thankful for all of our loyal listeners. This is episode 260, and in this episode, I'm going to answer the question, are dinosaurs mentioned in the Bible? Uh, Two episodes ago, in episode 258, I I talked about uh, dinosaurs and talked about the three different views on what happened to the dinosaurs. You can go back and listen to that if you're interested. But there is one particular question that I did not answer in that episode that does sometimes get asked, and that is, are dinosaurs mentioned in the Bible? Which is a good question, no doubt, to to grapple with. And I think, again, the answer to this question will be governed and informed to some extent uh, by what your conclusion is about the age of the earth, the origins of species, the age of the universe, things of that nature. And this is what I've been covering in this series uh, over the last several episodes. Um, we've been covering different topics related to creation, evolution, naturalism, things of that nature. And of course, what you believe about those things is going to impact how you interpret certain scriptures. Um, there are several verses that seem to allude to creatures that are different than maybe creatures that we may know about today. Uh, depending on who you ask, there may be more than two. There may be several. Uh, but some of them, in my opinion, are a little bit of a stretch. They are not really talking about weird creatures. Some of them are clearly poetic or you know hyperbolic and to try to allude to those as being, or try to use those as alluding to dinosaurs is, I think, uh, not being faithful to the text. I think is a tad bit dishonest in some cases, a, a, a tad bit mendacious in, in, in certain incidences there of the scripture. So, But there are two verses that I think maybe are talking about dinosaurs if young earth creationism is true, which again, I think is an if. Um the idea that there are dinosaurs or they were these creatures that lived throughout human history that maybe in generations of old were described and maybe those descriptions, maybe they were exaggerated a little bit and people begin to talk, refer to them as, as dragons. Um, but really what they were maybe were these creatures that we now know as dinosaurs. And there are a lot of young earth creationists that would say things like, you know, um, you know, why are there so many of uh, these dragon depictions in Chinese mythology and within Chinese history and the, Chi- and the history of other people groups? And, you know, why are there, why is this mythical creature so prevalent in so many cultures around the world, this, this dragon creature? And the conclusion is that these are actually... Uh, dinosaurs, or what we now know as dinosaurs, or what we now call as dinosaurs. You know, some people say, you know, when, when you when you read these stories of dragons from ancient cultures, from pre-modern history, 
there's similarities between these depictions and the creatures that we seemingly now refer to as dinosaurs. Um, and if if dragons never existed, if they're completely mythical and fairy tales, why do there seem to be so much overlap between different uh, versions of the stories of dragons from society to society, from ancient culture to ancient culture? Um, supposedly, some of these dragons could fly. Some of them could swim. Some of them could lay eggs. And there are some people out there that would say, see, this is describing dinosaurs. And, and this is no doubt. The, the evidence that dinosaurs did in fact live alongside of humans at some point of human history. Um, and in some cases, some people try to use the Bible to see, to say, see the, the, the ancient writers are referring to this. And there are, there are scriptures like in Isaiah, when Isaiah is referring to these creatures that seemingly are like dragons. Now, are we saying that Isaiah is referring to a mythical creature of a dragon or is he referring to a different animal that maybe he's just being, you know, he's just using hyperbole. He's, he's exaggerating or maybe is he referring to a creature that has since gone extinct or become really rare and we are finding fossil records of these animals. And today we now refer to them as dinosaurs, but, but what Isaiah was seeing were actually, you know, um, uh, what he called these dragons is what we now know as dinosaurs. If I got to be honest, when I read those texts, I, I feel like there's a lot of hyperbole there and poetry, and it, it feels odd to use those texts in Psalms and Isaiah and elsewhere to to say this is evidence for dinosaurs living alongside of humans. However, there are two passages, both in the book of Job, that do cause me to at least hesitate for a moment. And one is in Job chapter 40. The other is in Job chapter 41. And we believe that Job was a contemporary of, uh, of Abraham. So Job is living um, uh, sometime uh, two, you know, 4,000 uh, years ago or so. Uh, he is several generations after the flood. Uh, Abraham is a descendant of Noah and most Bible scholars, conservative Bible scholars, believe that Job was a contemporary of Abraham living around that time, uh, or maybe a little bit after. And that in Job, when he is speaking of these two creatures, uh, he is speaking of uh, these these animals that lived alongside humans. In Job chapter 40, he refers to the behemoth. And in Job chapter 41, he refers to the Leviathan. Um, now, a lot of contemporary scientists, uh, Christian and otherwise, would say that these animals are referring to animals that we know of today. Uh, a lot of animals, would, a lot of science would say the behemoth is referring to the hippo, uh, and a lot of scientists would say that Leviathan refers to the crocodile or some other reptilian creature. Um, but there's no doubt that scientists have limited their choices to animals that we would say are non-extinct or have lived in recent history to some extent in the last few thousand years, we would eliminate dinosaurs because we would say, okay, dinosaurs lived millions of years ago. That, that can't be what Job is saying. Um, but maybe, you know, the young earth scientists would say, or the young earth creation would say that's a mistake to eliminate that. Um, that this is not the hippo or the crocodile. This is indeed the dinosaur. Um, some people say this, that the behemoth cannot be the hippo because, one of the descriptions of the behemoth is that the behemoth bends his tail like 
a cedar. Uh, this, this this picture of his tail being this like a like a trunk of a cedar tree, this large tail, and that that clearly doesn't you know seem to um, you know doesn't clearly doesn't seem to describe a hippo. Um, and so the, you know, this idea that this large animal must be something else. Um, I think maybe it's Job is looking at some animal that is, you know, no longer in existence, or maybe there is some form of change that has happened. I talked about in a previous episode that I do believe that there's substantial evidence for microevolution that animals do change within the course of their own species, or the, excuse me, their own kind. Um, and maybe there was some um, predecessor to the hippo that had a larger tail, and that maybe Job is describing that. Or maybe Job is just speaking with hyperbole here altogether, and to use this as an exact um, description maybe is not what Job is meaning to, to do here. Or maybe this is a metaphor for something different altogether. Um in the other case, we have the Leviathan, and a lot of young Earth creationists would say this cannot be the croc- uh, the Leviathan cannot be a crocodile, but instead this must be a large water-dwelling dinosaur, um, as it says uh, in Job that the that the Leviathan uh, laid low, um, that he was this large animal, and that he you know he has that he lives in the waters. Um, uh, and so this, this is the idea that, um, you know, that, that, that this, this large reptilian creature was living in the waters of that time. And this is what Job is referring to, the Leviathan. And that is, a, that is an ancient word, maybe, maybe a Hebrew word, maybe a word from a different uh, origins, but referring to the crocodile, um, where there are young earth creationists that say, this is clearly referring to a, a dinosaur or a large reptilian creature that was dinosaur-like, and that this is evidence that dinosaurs and that their successors um, lived alongside of humans. You know, um, lots of young Earth creations would say this is crystal clear that Job had seen or had memory of of dinosaurs of some sort or dinosaur-like creatures, and that, that of course this flies in the face of the current. Darwinian naturalistic evolutionary theories, um, and that this is you know that the that this proves that uh, there is a young Earth um, to some sort, um, and that you know that that we would say that there are uh, you know dinosaurs again lived on planet Earth, they coexisted on the same time, and that both uh, you know pr- they would say proper science and the Bible clearly agree. And that this is what Job chapter 40 and 41 are referring to. I would say that maybe that's what Job chapter 40 and 41 are referring to. Or I would say maybe it's referring to an animal that has since died out. Or maybe it's referring to some other weird creature that's extremely rare. Um, Or maybe Job is speaking metaphorically or with hyperbole. and, and he is exaggerating in some way or another and that this is not meant to be taken uh, in the most concordist way, in the most literal or the, the strictest, you know, plainest reading should not be the, the way we, we interpret this text. Um, and there may be some things in the scriptures that kind of tip us off to that. Um, 
So, are dinosaurs mentioned in the Bible? I would say, I don't fully think so, but maybe they are. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the earth is indeed uh, very young, just a few thousand years old, and maybe Job is indeed referring to the dinosaurs that he either had observed or that he had uh, had been told about maybe by his family members, you know, or you know, maybe it was a legend that had been passed down to him of uh, of a previous dinosaur-like creature. Um, in, in either regard, I don't think this evidence is clear. I don't think the scripture in this case is totally clear. And to take a strong evidence or to make a, to take a strong conclusion or, or make a strong assessment from this passage, I think is a little bit odd because the passage doesn't seem nearly as clear to me as some would say. Of course, there's probably some young earth creationists out there saying, Kenny, you are compromising the scripture. Of course, it's clear. Stop diluting the scripture. And in that case, if I am indeed diluting the scripture or compromising it, I am genuinely sorry. I don't think that's what I'm doing. I hope that's not what I'm doing. Um, I'm just trying to do the best I can to to interpret the scripture um, in, in what I think is the most faithful way. And I, I don't think this is necessarily alluding to dinosaurs, but I could be wrong. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this is helpful to you. If you have a question or topic or subject that you want me to address on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. <laughs>